Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I don't really have any favorite vampires, and I really got into vampires. Me either, actually. But there was a, a really cool movie called Interview with a Vampire back in the 90s, and that was pretty solid. It had Tom Cruise in it, and I think Brad Pitt was in it too, but I'm not sure. I've never seen that one, but it's funny because last night we were talking about I Am Legend, and I've seen the original I Am Legend, Omega Man. Oh, yeah, 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 from the 70s, right? Yeah, and it was vampires instead of like sickly, diseased zombie things. If you watch... um, If you watch... uh. The like the the extras that come in the DVD with I Am Legend, never seen him. They're more. They present the monsters as being more vampire-y. If those are going to be considered vampires, then those are definitely my favorite vampires because that movie is definitely one of my favorite. I absolutely love that. I like that movie too. I never thought about it until I read part of the book. I never finished the book, but I never thought about the title. And once I figured it out. At the time, I was like in the seventh grade, it like blew my mind. I was like, it's called I Am Legend because he's the only not vampire thing or disease thing. So to that them... That he knows of. Well, yeah, at the time. So to them, he's the legend and they want to get rid of that weird thing because right. he's not a yeah. They're the next zombie. evolution. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I kind of feel like we're living that right now. You mean like conspiracy theorists versus the normies? Yes. I kind of feel they, that they, way too. They really are. I mean, zombie movies are not, um, they're not monster movies. They're reality movies. We are mm. living amongst vampires and zombies. The vampires are just the zombies that are out for blood. The psychopaths or the... Dumb. They just want your brain. Have they ever mixed hmm. vampires with zombies in any movie? No, but they should. Because, I mean, there's definitely been vampires... I kind of has. There's been were, were, uh, werewolves and vampires right. mixed together. That's yeah. kind of an old Classical, thing. yeah. Right. You said you ha- you think that I am been? legend. I am legend. Kind of has. Somebody wrote a book. There's a guy who wrote a book called uh, "Please Stop Helping Us," hmm. and it was it was made. You know, some people are under the impression that welfare they associate welfare with one race or another, or one you know one. That's you know, ridiculous. Even it's, it's absolutely insane. White I mean, people take the biggest chunk. White people in take the biggest chunk. You know, it it doesn't matter though because wherever you are, that machine is willing to give welfare money to anybody who will get addicted yeah, to it. It doesn't care what color. They don't you are. care what color you are. Um, the guy who wrote the specific book was a black guy, but I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. That that book, I think, applies to anybody who is, you know, I think in the black population, they are more. Um, aware of what has been done to them, hmm. whereas I'm not sure the dirt poor white population that's on welfare realizes what's been done to them. Coming from an area that has a ton of people like that, yeah. Um, I, 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 I that's a good thought. You know, I hadn't really thought about it like that. They've been going through it forever. I think it was definitely aimed at the black population first and foremost. You got to remember that the government that was giving it out was extremely racist back then. It was mm-hmm. very common common to be a racist in in the you know 50s and 60s and and uh, that's when all those programs started to pop up. But um, it's kind of sad and horrifying. And how do we, you know, whenever I hear a poor person say, I want to stop being poor, I want to figure out how to do this. What's my way out? I'm like, hell yeah, dude, what can we do? Sure. Let's let's let, let's brainstorm on this. Let's make something happen. I mean, it is obviously possible to get out of the, the poverty trap, but it's not made any easier by government because not only do they have the incentives to be on welfare like you were talking about uh bonnie but also they have actual mechanisms in place to prevent you from creating wealth for yourself yeah 
Matt, you wanted to keep talking about this uh, entrepreneurship and the difficulty that a, a young or old entrepreneur might face in just trying to get their own business mm-hmm. started. We were talking about how frustrating it can be, it, and especially so for a poor person. If, you, if you're oh, man, rich rough. and you can afford lawyers, then you can open a business. Yep. It's not a problem. You hire enough attorneys, they do the research, they fill out the paperwork with whatever government regulatory bodies, they grease you grease whatever palms you need to mm-hmm. at the government bureaucrat, you know, goon squad, and then they let you, you know, they give you the paperwork and you open up and that's it. Yep. But if you are middle class or poor person, it, it's very very difficult. Mhm. It's brutal. And they do that on purpose yeah. because they want to protect the existing establishment. Totally. If, the, if it's the restaurant business, which you've had some experience in, uh-huh. they want to protect the established restaurants. Well, yeah. there's that. They want to protect the establishment, but they also want to keep their working class, their welfare class, their tax slave class, their tax save, save class. Sure. Yeah. From rising up. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to rise up. And and that's another, I'll go into that tangent in a second. Mm-hmm. But just, and a lot of times it's not even to protect an established class because where I was trying to go, I was just trying to make a buck. Like I wasn't even trying to make big money. I was trying to make st- any money, <laughs> you know, and one thing I found it's a, it was a terrible idea is you never try to go into business and concentrate on a business doing what you love. I'm going to do what I love. I'm going to be my own boss and do what I love. Hmm. Chances are very high that you're going to fail at business. And if you do succeed at something you love, you will quickly learn to hate it hmm. because, <laughs> because you're doing it constantly, right? Hmm. Which is good and bad. But so what I did is I threw all my emotion to the wind. I don't care what I like or what I don't like. I'm going to figure out 10 things that I can do, and I put them on a piece of paper, and I wrote them all down, and I started businesses, little micro-businesses surrounding every one of them. I would Hmm. rake leaves. I would rake stone. I Hmm. would mow lawns and do landscaping type of stuff. I would do... Um, I got so it. I was selling tons of stuff. I was brokering cars at one point. I was finding rare cars for people and going and procuring and bring them back. I was doing everything. And I just, at the end of the day, stuck with the one business that was making me the most money. There's no harm to them by you getting rich because wealth increases over time. There's, and, there's and not we, a finite pie right. that, oh, well, I got mine, so you can't have... Well, you know, see, that's how I know that it isn't just about money for the parasites. Mm-hmm. The parasites I want agree. control. It's about power. It's yeah. about power. I think control. the people who are truly in power in the world, I'm talking about whoever George Soros's boss is, these mm-hmm. are people who are literally creating the money. They have no use yeah, they have for all money. The money they they, they need. haven't had any need for money in generations. Right. And now it's all about bone-crushing power. And just what else stay. could it be about? It couldn't be about anything, to and my knowledge. A lot of people get stuck in that they end their thought process that it's just about you know keeping uh, the businesses that are rich already rich, keeping the rich rich. And I think that that's just kind of a facade. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. That's the number one reason why regulations exist. Yeah, is but, to keep the existing structure in mm-hmm. place and having no one rising up to challenge it because they don't want to lose that revenue. I mean, it's certainly. I don't think the, that they care about money. I think that it's not that they don't want to lose that revenue. I think that it's that those people got bribed. You can be the owner of something called Amazon one day if you just uh, do everything we tell you to do, whatever. And you'll be mega, mega rich. It's not that, and then they have to protect them so that way they're the, they're the protected Amazon. 
Monopoly. See, I don't think it works out. I don't think uh, Jeff Bezos was selected. He created a. I think he created a legitimate small business that became something you know amazing. He was led into the that that right. hall of power. Uh, but, I mean, when you're when you're bringing in like when you're importing trillions of dollars worth of Chinese garbage, I mean, there is a lot of tariff talk to go on. How does it cost the same amount of postage to ship something from China as it does from Pennsylvania? Answer <laughs> that for me. Subsidized, I guess. yeah. So there there's stuff going on. Deals were made, and I'm sure Bezos was involved in all of those conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, these are important conversations at the top, and people were given. Uh, People were given breaks. There's no doubt he's one of them now, but sure. I don't think he, in the old days, I suspect he probably wasn't because, you know, everybody was betting against Amazon back in the yeah, day. There was yeah. a lot of like big news publications that were just, ah, <laughs> yeah, this is never going to work, that kind of thing. Regulations, welfare, these are two kind of important prongs. I'm sure they have, there's more than that, but those are the ones that come to mind. Keeping poor people poor, keeping people with an entrepreneurial mindset. Which they also, through the government schools, try to eliminate, Mm -hmm. by the way. They don't teach entrepreneurialism. Yeah, they they teach good wage slaves. Correct. Yeah, They they, want want everybody to funnel into a job at the end of it all. Yeah, they want you to get a job. They want you to work as a a job holder for your entire career and then retire and rely on the government to take care of you. That's what they want. Uh, They also want a lot of people on welfare and not working at all because those people always vote for more government. So there's that there's that disincentive Mm -hmm. to you know what I noticed when I moved to New Hampshire that I I wasn't expecting. It kind of hit me, took me by surprise. It's a very pleasant surprise. You drive around New Hampshire. Even like the back roads, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's like little signs on everybody's lawn quilting shop. Mm. I'll cut your hair. I'll yeah. groom your dog. Like everybody in New Hampshire seems to have a side hustle. Honey for sale, eggs oh, for sale. Oh yeah, everywhere, yeah. everywhere. Fresh beef. I mean, you name it. People got a hustle. Everybody has a hustle. Crazy story. Just to retell it, even though it was Tuesday, Conan uh, offered eggs for sale at his house, and the insurance company saw it and canceled his home insurance. Oh what? my god. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, All state that. apparently. Why? Agent was driving around, saw the ad, and said, you can't do that. We're canceling your home insurance. What a busybody. Unless yeah. he was sent specifically to go check out his house, but still. This is an example of how the corporate structure backs itself up. They all help, you know, they all scratch the government's back basically right. together. It's, oh, well. And you, know, you cannot go into competition with them. There's no getting. Those licenses are absurdly expensive to get. I'm not talking yeah. about my little you license. You mean like I'm a farming license or business something? Business licenses or USDA for insurance. Or, yeah. To be an insurance company, you got to have an army of lawyers to start Well, but in this case, up. they're protecting big companies like eggs, egg sellers, right? Like they're protecting the, the standard grocery distribution system by Possibly, going yeah. after people who just want to sell homemade, you know, homegrown eggs, if you will. Mm-hmm from their front lawn. I would almost wonder if this wasn't a politically motivated attack. Maybe they know who Conan is and they don't like him, Could so be. they have the power to be a pain in his butt and they're gonna. Either That's way, what I was thinking. That's the thing. They can Because what are the these- odds they're just driving around and if they were targeting looking outside his house or something that's crazy. Yeah, I thought and he had snitched the reaction snitched is on him, so weird. He seemed to know how it had had come down. So, and, and this just goes back into the whole idea of regulations keeping poor people down, keeping mm-hmm. people out of competition from these big marketplaces where the establishment is established for a reason. They're established because there's no way that you can easily legally compete with them. It's like, it's prohibited. When um I w- I had graduated from high school, some boys from my class that uh, graduated the same year as me, they 
started a business, a moving business, and it had been like three years since we graduated. I was like, how did you like, what did you have to jump through? Can you explain like what you had to do to start a business? Because mm-hmm. to me, it was like a mystery. I sure. hadn't met that many people that started their own businesses. My dad was in the army his whole life. So uh, war welfare mm-hmm. and uh, my mom didn't work. And I was just like, what did you have to do? And he's like, I had to get this license, you know, these different things, I had to pay this tax. And I was like, but how did you figure it out to begin with? And he was like, I just went to meetings of people that were like young. It was like young, young entrepreneur class or not class, but like meeting. Yeah, like he just went clubs, to boring basically. clubs and met the right people. They helped him figure out what he needs to do. Hmm. And those those groups are everywhere. Hmm. Yeah, um, there's one in Keene. Yeah, Nick. Hmm. There's a couple in Keene. Nikki belongs to one called BNI. That's international. They're all over the place. What's that stand for? Business. Um, something international. Know, something international. Yeah. <laughs> but but they're real. They have like chapters. Business networking. There's, there's actually business networking. My, I'm just going to guess. I do think that's what it is. Because that's all these groups really are. It's just networking groups. Yeah. Yes. They have you know, luncheons and dinners or they whatever. Do. And she loves it. There's actually been a fair amount of YouTube uh, creators that have I know have either left YouTube completely or are on both platforms because Odyssey does make it easy if you are currently a YouTube yeah. channel uh, when you sign up for Odyssey you just basically you click a box and then it's a relatively fast process to begin uh, what they consider to be like an ingest or an import. Basically, it just takes in every single video that you already had on your YouTube channel and just puts it right onto your Odyssey channel for you. And it takes some time. Like if you've got a bunch of videos, you might have to wait for a day or something like that. Right. But but it will finish that process and, uh, and then it's all over there and then it's up to you to – well, actually, I think if you keep uploading to YouTube, it just continues to ingest every upload that you do. That's cool. Um, which is what we did with the free – keen channel for some time but then um i made the switch after youtube just keep getting just kept getting worse and worse it just kept getting more oppressive and eventually i said you know what instead of uploading things to youtube first i'm going to upload things to odyssey first i turned off the linkage between the youtube and the odyssey because you don't you don't have the link on while you up if you upload to odyssey first because then if you upload youtube it uploads again to odyssey so you have to turn that off so i turned that off and then we started uploading to Odyssey. And what I did at that time was I also said, I'm not even going to upload the full video to YouTube. I'm going to upload a teaser video to YouTube for everything that, that we upload to the Freekeen channel. So YouTube doesn't get the full content anymore. If you want to see whatever the new video is from the Freekeen channel, you have to watch it on Odyssey. There's no other way to Good. do it. So, yeah, that's that's the ultimate step. That's the final step. To, b- besides just shutting off the YouTube channel, which, I mean, if you still have it, you might as well put it, yeah. something there. But essentially, yeah. every video is just a Maybe teaser. Maybe YouTube will turn into the platform of teasers. <laughs> Maybe. What I mean, a, they a do. garbage place it would completely yeah, it's so be bad. It's so bad right <laughs> now. Awful. It's so corporate. And, and again, we're talking about the, uh, the big rising mm-hmm. to the top, the big helping the big. Now you've got YouTube owned by Google. That's helping the big by promoting videos from CNN or yep. Fox or MSNBC or, you know, a lot of these big mega corporations. The government. Even just like things that aren't as serious, like makeup gurus. It used to be when I was like 10, the makeup gurus I would watch would be girls in their bathrooms. Just like, this is how I do it. And then mm-hmm. some of them would uh, blow up because they would be just really fun to watch, good personalities and stuff like that. We're just a radio show that has an online presence and honestly, not a very good one. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, you don't, I mean, we don't like work towards it, so. 
It's just kind of there. Well, there's not much that we can do, and we're going to try to. We're going to maybe make some changes in the uh, the next week or two that we're hoping might have an effect on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're doing a broadcast radio show in a space, in this case, again, we've got radio stations. We are a radio show first and foremost. But in a space online where people aren't used to commercials, people sure as hell aren't used to four breaks an hour uh, of commercials, which is what we do on the radio. It just doesn't. It doesn't fly. Honestly, we mm-hmm. cannot. We have had zero growth and I've been, uh, over the years. I on, was online making some strides with TikTok, and I just got bored of it. I just kept forgetting that it existed, and then being like, "Oh, I have to go make a TikTok." You're and, talking about when the Free Talk Live TikTok? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about my Free Talk Live. TikTok. Well, the on ones, you know, the online ones. I don't think they're really making any money either. I think they're just, you know, a lot of the on which more, online ones, like just like, like podcasts? YouTube, yeah, podcasting like that. A lot of them are selling. Joe Rogan's making money. Well, Joe Rogan is. I mean. Let's not let's not compare anything to Joe Rogan. He's okay. way outside what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about he got paid by Spotify. No, a lot of That's people are, they're they're merching. They're doing a ton of merch and they're doing a ton of like mm-hmm. giveaways and things like that to draw viewers. With the whole Ukraine Russia conflict, there's the propaganda from places in the Western media, the governments of the Western world, has been that. Ukraine supports freedom. Ukraine is fighting for freedom. If you support freedom, you should support Ukraine. All they're trying to do is be free, and Russia is aggressing against them trying to be free. And that is the official government and propaganda line. Now, what is the truth of the matter? Well, it's impossible to really know because we're not there. And even if we were there, we still probably wouldn't know what the truth is. We do know what the other side says. And that's because, thankfully, in the United States, we still have access to RT. In fact, we were talking about Odyssey earlier, which is the online video platform that's, to some extent, backed by the library technology at LBRY.com. But RT, Russia Today, is available through Odyssey. So their video service that they have, because they've got their website with articles, text articles, uh, but their video service is available through uh, Odyssey, when it's been banned from every other platform, all the mainstream platforms out there That's on fantastic. the planet, when certain areas of the world have actually put a ban on RT access in any way, shape, or form, Odyssey still has it. Isn't that loony? It's just the way it is. You know, the the the, the world outside of Russia and uh, India and some of uh, Asian countries. A lot of the the mainstream Western countries have turned against Russia, despite the fact that now it's going to be a real cold winter coming up for some people in uh, in Europe, as we learned this week, where Spain is now telling people they if they're if you run a public business, you cannot have air conditioning lower than eighty degrees what? right now. Yeah. Wait. Like, so why did you say it's going to be a cold winter? They're not going to let them have heaters. Uh, they're going to restrict it. Wow. Yeah. So they're already putting in restrictions on air conditioning. They're trying to prepare people for what's going to come this winter, which is going to be more energy restrictions. So it's going to be a tough winter, and that's because, well, the Russian energy supplier, Gazprom, has cut the the mm. natural gas supply to one-fifth of what it was previously running into Europe. Wow. As a result, the so-called freedom-oriented Ukraine has restricted politics to only the official parties. Here's what you're allowed to think. That's right. And now, you're only allowed to think in one language. According to RT.com, 
Kiev has now removed a range of courses from national school curriculum, and that's not all. Russian language and literature courses will no longer be taught in Ukraine, according to an updated curriculum posted by the Ministry of Education this week on their website. Among courses excluded were Russian and foreign literature, Russian language for general educational institutions with instruction in Russian for grades 5 to 9, and uh, for 10 to 11 with instruction uh, in Russian. While nearly all Russian and Belarusian books will be dropped from the school program, the ministry notes it will allow some works by authors who wrote in Russian but whose, quote, life and work were closely connected with Ukraine, unquote. According to the updated curriculum, foreign literature courses will now focus on works by writers, uh, presumably just from Ukraine. The ministry also announced that it will be updating its history courses in Ukrainian schools, quote, to take into account new historiographic developments, unquote. It will be updating courses on Ukrainian and world history to include the ongoing military conflict, which, of course, they're only going to include their side. Uh, And then that's not it. Ukrainian officials last month introduced a new stage of the law on, quote, ensuring the functioning of the Ukrainian language as a state language, unquote, which introduces fines for speaking russian oh what? my god the law applies to workers? well at first i thought sorry i when you first told us just the headline i was like are they just actually making it illegal to do it but then when you started telling me all this i was like oh they're just basically phasing out russian by not teaching it to people anymore in schools and not providing classes in no, russian it, but it no further. they are making fines against people speaking russian now i don't know what it means when it says, because we don't know the political process in Ukraine. So when this article says Ukrainian officials introduced a new stage of the law on ensuring the functioning of the Ukrainian language as a state language. So what is a stage of a law? Matt, you probably remember payphones. Why would you say that? <laughs> Bonnie, you, have you ever seen a payphone before? I think I have in some specific places like i can't think of where exactly but bonnie, i feel like i've never put a quarter in a payphone so your mom would call to pick you no. bonnie have you ever called your mom without dialing collect on a payphone and just clicking the receiver to Ooh. make the yes or no sound so you didn't have to pay to use the payphone no. that's really old <laughs> i don't think you could do that for recent in recent decades <laughs> okay uh, then you're talking about phone so freaking. that's a no i think that's called phone freaking yeah yeah uh, there's also the uh, the old tones you could play into the receiver That's to right. make it think that you were putting money into the the device. Yeah, oh that was goodness. ultra top level dork stuff, yeah. though. That wasn't normie people. That's that's why they named the twenty six hundred the hacker quarterly twenty six hundred because the twenty six hundred hertz tone I think was one of the coin. Oh. I think it was one of the. You know, the I coin, think somebody explained uh, it because there's a conference for that, right? It's a big conference called the 2600, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know, Josh, uh, Josh, uh, where's that? Yeah, all the hacker the, geeks love, he has love that, that hat. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, they uh, they jumped the shark during COVID. Oh, so, of course they did, yeah, and they went all mask crazy. So a lot of the freedom loving people haven't been back to that conference Bummer. since 2020. I want to talk about the death of the payphone. This is one that I've actually had in, in show prep for for a few weeks, uh, but it's it's one I didn't want to miss because. It's, sorry, it's death from years ago, or like, are you saying it's just now dying? Well, sort of like it's it's been dying over the last I don't know two decades, basically. Ever since cell phones be- started to become ubiquitous, the more popular cell phones became, the less popular payphones became. And now, as of late May, and this is sort of like the, one of those last moments, New York City removed the last public payphone 
in late May. New York City. So we're officially not living in the Matrix anymore. I was going to make a Matrix joke. <laughs> yeah, you can't get out, I guess. You can't get out. Oh, Either God. we are in the Matrix and you can't get out. Mm. Or, oh, no. Uh, the city has been installing Link NYC kiosks, this according to CNBC.com, which offers services like free phone calls, Wi-Fi, and device charging. And they've got an image here of workers removing the final New York City payphone near 7th Avenue and 50th Street in Midtown Manhattan. You know, one of those booths where you'd had a couple phones in one booth and people could go in and deposit Why remove it? Like, are they replacing it or does it not get used? They're probably not getting used that often. Uh, As they point point out here, CNBC.com, the boxy enclosures were once an iconic symbol across the city, but the rise of cell phones made them obsolete. So we're stuck in the Matrix and Superman can't help us. Can they pull data off a wireless charger? Like, because there's some of those little wireless charging pads. Can they get data from your phone from that? No, probably not. That's just, I think, induction, if I recall the technology correctly. It's a certain electricity, old electricity technology, and, and it's not very efficient. So hmm. that's why those things don't charge very quickly. Yeah, when you but who it. knows? You never know what they have. They haven't told us about. They're sticking in the... You know, intelligence agencies have all kinds of cool technology they don't tell anybody about. Quote, just like we transitioned from the horse and buggy to the automobile and from the automobile to the airplane, the digital evolution has progressed from payphones to high-speed Wi-Fi kiosks to meet the demands of our rapidly changing daily communication needs, said the commissioner in the release. And the final public pay telephone will, pay telephone will be displayed at the Museum of the City of New York as part of an exhibit looking back at the life of the city before computers. So I don't know if this means that... Every payphone is actually gone from New York City because depending on how you interpret this, it sounds like at the very least, the city is no longer operating payphones. So it yeah, there like, might be private ones. Yeah, right? there may still be. There's probably some some private backroom bar with like a phone booth possibly in the corner. Possibly, but it, they're getting hard to find. I mean, pretty much anywhere you go these days, it is very hard to find uh, pay phones. It's also if you do see one, there's a good chance that it's just kind of like not operable anymore. Right. The the you know the phone itself, the handset isn't there, or it's been torn out, or something like that. And just there's just like you know some guts remaining, and it's very very hard to find this uh, this technology. And you know I think that even a lot of homeless people have cell phones, right? So not even they would be utilizing because you got the Obama phone that came out. What was it, a decade and a half ago or something like that at this point? And so, you know, the government is subsidizing cell phones for people. Right. So if if you don't have a cell phone, it's because you don't want one, not right. because they're not affordable, because they're cheaper than they've ever been. If you're going to pay for it, then, you know, you what do you, 20 bucks a month, I think, some of these, these plans now that include data in, in a lot of cases. The Wall Street Journal has a story about how there's a, a certain first that has just happened here, right? As long with uh, you got the end of payphones, newspapers dying off, television, broadcast television has been having a tough time, and cable television has been suffering from something they call cord cutting for the last couple of decades, at least. Uh, do you guys know what cord cutting is? No. Is people stopping having cable? Yeah, it's just the just the kind of this the term for that. <laughs> uh, people who've decided, you know what. We don't really need this. I was surprised that my parents told me that they didn't have cable and they haven't for like five years or something. Really? I was just like, wow. You, you were I surprised they because still... they always had it on or something? Were they one yeah, of those Yeah, they always households? had it on in my house when I was a kid. Fox uh, it drives News. me crazy. Yeah, Fox News was always on in my house. Ugh. I, I just can't times. understand how somebody can have a you know, chatterbox going on constantly in the background. If it wasn't 
Fox News playing because my parents were watching it, and, or it was just on, and we were doing other things. It was like a cartoon was on to pacify whoever mm-hmm. was a baby at the time. Well, you guys do have like six or seven kids in that family, so yeah, I guess it does, it probably makes sense that a lot of them, some of them would be watching TV at any given and Like any given time. time, the living room TV was on. That would drive me nuts, uh, but... Apparently, what the the big news is here is that Americans have now spent more time streaming than watching cable television. Hmm. First time ever. It just happened in July, according to I believe Nielsen rate. Yeah, Nielsen ratings. Well, I would have thought that would have happened a long time ago. You would have thought. I thought, yeah. But no, no, not until July of 2022. Wow. But now here we are. Uh, do you subscribe to any of the online streaming platforms? I've, nev- I've Netflix. Okay. Okay. And uh, I think I canceled Hulu. We tried to cancel Hulu. Uh, we actually signed up for Hulu for the first month free and are trying to hit, we tried to hit the cancel button last month or last night and it wouldn't work. Whoa. It was, it was I one was, of those. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I don't know if it was just like the internet and it was, I don't think it was normal. I think it was like some internet. Oh, thing. I think it's them. But I, I think they, absolutely. They do not want you to cancel their service. It's yeah, one of those things where three, they come times where you're allowed to or where you're going through to click i want to cancel then they're like are you sure you have to click <laughs> yeah i'm sure three yeah, you times have to do it three times and on the third time it just a little bar comes up and then stops and nothing happens i like satellite radio there's there's a channel i like called yacht rock and they only have it in the summertime and it's like yuppie rock from the 70s like <laughs> christopher cross and stuff like that to get i love it it Little looks like They've had a slight downturn from maybe maybe like 2017 or so. I'm not seeing the exact statistics here, but in 2021, Sirius XM, last quarter 2021, they had 34.8 million or 0.08 million subscribers. That's so a lot. Roughly one out of 10 people in the United States pays for Sirius XM. One out of 10? I mean, if you if we consider the population to be 340 million, then yeah, wow. they've got well, 34 only million. The, that's the name or a number of... People only in the United States. Correct. They don't operate outside of, uh, of I think, the United States. I don't think they're legally available in Canada. I could be wrong about that. Huh. But still, that's significant. That's like, that's no slouch kind of number. That's that's a that's lot of people. That's just crazy. I just don't, I can't think of anybody that I know that about them. Oh, they have that in their car. Maybe it's something that younger people don't tend to have. I don't know what their demographics are as far as that, that 30 million is concerned. But yeah, you bring up an interesting point. Younger people may be less inclined to... It, it seems like everyone I know that likes music and is like my age has Spotify, mm, specifically. Mm-hmm. And I hate Spotify. I don't it's like just, Spotify either. It's I, hard for me. Yeah. It's I listen to podcasts. Like, I'll just download a few podcasts. Like, if I have to drive somewhere or something, I'll download podcasts and I'll listen to them on the, all on the way and, you know, stuff like that. Or I'll listen, I'll download, you know, like, I'll download an episode of Free Talk Live. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if... Their demographic were an older demographic that grew up with the radio habit, but didn't like the commercials or whatever. Right. And they found this thing and they're like, I don't want to think about my, you know, what I want to listen to. I just want somebody else to figure it out for me. That kind of thing. Right. And that's one of the, I think that's one of the key differences when you look at the, the different de- uh, generations mm-hmm. looking and ha- looking at how they consume music content or even in our case, talk content, right? Because, on SiriusXM, some programmer has decided what to put on those channels. You don't, 
It's not like Spotify or or Pandora where there's a thumbs up button or a thumbs down. You're not getting anything custom for your own preferences. You're just getting a radio station. Just I, pr- I presume sans the commercials. I don't know if some of them have limited commercials. I've not listened to their their product in in a long time. Well, it is certainly the beginning of the end. Given that streaming has now surpassed cable, the amount of hours that people are spending. In front of streaming, like Hulu or YouTube, or no, YouTube and uh, Netflix, HBO Max, all the there's a bunch of other ones, uh, is now higher as of July. It's now higher than the amount of hours Americans are spending in front of cable television. Streaming anything on YouTube or like specifically YouTube Red? I think anything. Oh well, anything at all. Now I don't know how Nielsen is. How is it? Sorry, but I would have thought it was way ahead already. Like, I, I just don't know that many people to watch cable. Well, that's the thing. Again, we're talking about a demographic difference here, right? So we talked about newspapers and payphones and uh, Sirius XM. And by the way, I did check on the demographics on Sirius XM. Their average user is uh, in their 40s and is fairly wealthy, apparently. So you do tend to, to look at an older demographic for a pay service like that. Um, and in the case of you know these uh, these video streaming services, cable subscribers, I guarantee you, without even having seen any numbers, I guarantee you, the bulk of cable subscribers are going to be over the age of fifty. I was going to say, now that I think about it, I was shocked that my parents didn't have it. Like I think of people like their age and like you know grandparents as yeah, having cable. My mom's sixty-seven, I think. Mm-hmm. I go home and she watches TV. It's always on. Cable. She doesn't always watch it, but it's almost always on. Like Bonnie, and said. she's got cable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. Cable. It's yeah, either that it, or it's it, over the it, air it or streaming. Cable. Well, I was right. thinking it was uh, satellite because she lives oh, in the boonies, okay. right? Um, but no, it's cable now. They did run cable to her house now. But uh, if you watch just like regular television and the commercial breaks happen, it's yeah. always for like Geritol. And mm, like oldster stuff, like oh, right. oldster stuff, yeah, and medicines. I'm like, yeah. and I give her crap for it. So my mom, you know, she's 67, but she's not. She's hip. She is hip. Yeah. She's always she's very sharp and and spry. And we come from a long line of old people who are sharp and spry. We really don't get old ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Mom, you're getting old. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, why are you watching TV? You have a beautiful laptop or two. I was like, mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know. I'm just casting something from your laptop. She's like, I don't know how to cast stuff from my laptop. <laughs> and I'm like, look at what you're watching. She goes, I just like the TV to be on. I was like, have you noticed that people don't watch TV anymore? She goes, everybody watches TV. Her friends who are in that same right. And I said, have you noticed what commercials run when you're watching your TV? TV. She mm-hmm. goes, I don't really watch the commercials. I was like, next time commercials come, we're going to watch them. Streaming captured 34.8% of total U.S. television viewing time during the month of July, while cable television attracted 34.4%. The total time people in the U.S. spent streaming rose 22.6% from a year earlier. So big increase from the previous year, while cable time viewing declined 8.9%. A sign of streaming's continued ascent while more Americans cut the pay TV cord. Now, they're telling us what 348 and 34.4% of total U.S. viewing time was. What was the other third? Was it? It couldn't possibly be satellite. That seems like there'd be... I don't think there'd be that many satellite television viewers. In what the, what US, does the stat describe exactly again? Total U.S. television viewing time. So not measuring anything else, not measuring video games or, you know, other th- unless that does count as TV time. I wouldn't think that I was that it wondering does, that. Because it's not television 
in the sort of classic sense. Anyway, streaming service offerings have mushroomed in recent years and are increasingly ingrained in U.S. in-home entertainment habits. In fact, they're even coming out with the so-called smart TVs. If you were ever wondering if a device was watching you, mm-hmm. smart TVs. They definitely they are. They, they can smart TV has been watching you since yeah. they came out. But th- those things have a lot of these services are built in. You turn that thing on and it lets you choose YouTube or Hulu or, yeah. or Netflix or whatever. I push the Netflix button on my TV remote and it goes right to that. It's, yeah, there you, you know, go. It's hooked up to the internet. I'm sure it's listening to our conversations and stuff. Mm. Now, those services are competing to make and acquire the best content to ensure households spend as much of their TV time as possible on their platform. Didn't people pay to watch commercials in, on cable? A good point. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, <laughs> guess that's true. They did do that. Becoming like well, no, I mean like some of the some of the, like HBO didn't have commercials and true. You know, the, 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 but her the, point is good. Yeah, most cable channels did have commercials, and I don't know why I was just excluding mm. that. But yeah, it's a good point, Bonnie. <laughs> that's just another way they're being like cable now. Yes, that's that's true. Especially with companies like Netflix introducing ads now because they lost a small number of people. Remember earlier this year the Netflix stock took a huge dive yeah. it went down like 70% yep. or something like that it was a big deal and the reality was it only lost like half a million viewers and i say like half a million because they had something like 120 million yeah it's crazy at the time. yeah so to say that oh my god our business is over you know we're in trouble we lost half a million I mean, that's like that's statistically insignificant basically as far as their their viewership is concerned so mm. to make a big you know freak out about that i, I don't get it like oh well, now we got to advertise you know bring in advertisers so maybe they milk- just wanted to make media or have media make articles about that so people will be thinking about netflix maybe and it's it's just a or perhaps it's just a cynical cash grab like oh well we've made all this money in the last two decades because remember netflix started as a dvd delivery company in the late 1990s i think yeah and they still do that don't they they still do. i subscribe to that i actually. don't think that you can start now though weren't you grandfathered in no no, no i'm sure you can sign up now i thought for sure somebody said that you were grandfathered in. maybe aria no. assumed that and said it said no, it, i think but... you can go to dvd.netflix.com and oh. make the switch in fact now there is kind of a sad situation with that business and that is that it had they have been whittling it down over the years, so it doesn't have as many selections as it used to, but it still has way more than uh, streaming Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're frustrated with Netflix not having enough content, switch to the DVD service. They got a ton of stuff there that they don't offer on the streaming services because they have to have. And what it, it's interesting why it's because there's a certain rule when it comes to um, I don't know if it's copyright. I don't I don't know if it's copyright law or just like. It must be copyright law. I, yeah, sorry, I don't have the details in front of me. But basically, there's a carve out in copyright law that says if you buy a movie, you can distribute that. You can you can sell or rid yourself of that movie in whatever way that you want to. So they can't put a licensing restriction on what you do once you buy the DVD. Netflix was number one out of them. Uh, the most watched streaming service bolstered by its Stranger Things franchise. According to Nielsen, the company based in California released the series' final set of four episodes in early July. Other highly watched shows and movies include Hulu's Only Murders in the Building and Netflix's The Sea Beast, according to Nielsen. Overall, many streaming platforms, including Netflix, YouTube, and Disney-controlled Hulu and Amazon's Prime Video, Wait, attracted Disney- their... 
controls Hulu? They sure do. I did not know that. Me yep. either. Because uh, they they're competing with themselves then with Disney Plus. Yeah. Well, they they probably have certain things on one and other things that are not you know. And you know that so makes that we'll buy both. That makes what I was saying make even more sense. I was telling you earlier if you want to watch like all the good cartoons, you got to have basically five streaming services. Yeah, and now you're talking about seventy bucks a month. Yep. Right. Uh, so according to this, the, uh, the all four of those companies, Netflix, YouTube. Hulu and Prime Video attracted their highest respective shares of U.S. viewing time ever, I guess, in July, topping records set the previous month. Now, they do say that when school's out in the summer, children are going to be spending more time on streaming content, which could have bolstered time spent on some of these platforms in July. There's also a dearth of major sporting events in summer months, which would otherwise draw audiences to cable channels where games often appear. So maybe we'll see a slight shift back uh, in the fall. But then again... More Major League Baseball and other sporting events are starting to make their uh, make their way to streaming services like uh, Apple TV Plus and Comcast's own streaming service called Peacock, as well as Amazon's Prime Video. I was so, going to say that Amazon has one because it's the only place you can watch SpongeBob. The uh, time spent uh, increase in time spent streaming is a good sign for streaming companies trying to add and maintain subscriptions in a crowded market. Yeah, I think we're going to see some of these companies probably going to go under over time just because not going to make it but still there's so much good tv to watch out there now too like just netflix alone we were watching we watched uh we binged a a a series called archive 81 Mm. on netflix last Mm. week and they canceled it apparently it got rave reviews we thought it was awesome and that got canceled. Damn. So it's like they're Didn't canceling good stuff now. And apparently they had huge viewership, but according to Netflix's algorithms, hmm. it didn't check enough for the boxes for them. So, wow. Do you still watch old cable television? Do you watch broadcast? Do you watch anything? Uh, what are your habits? Explain the, is it Bonnie? Is oh, sorry. You, you were muted. Yeah, we yeah got it's you now. Bonnie. Say again. Okay, um, the, the old bunny ears, when they first came out with the digital or the analog TV, mm-hmm. you could buy a little converter box. So your old dinosaur TV would still work. They were like 20, 30 bucks. And you could run that off a set of bunny ears and get ABC, NBC, CBS, you know, PBS, whatever. And that's about on. it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I I don't do cable. I don't, you know, I I don't Twitter. I don't Face, but I mm. do book. Okay, that's <laughs> cool. Have you ever had cable? Yeah, yeah. And how long ago did you cut the cord? Oh God, fifteen years probably. Nice. That's good. Yeah, like I said, it's been fairly common for people to cut the cord when it comes yeah. to cable in the last two decades. Well, what about streaming? Do you stream Netflix or Hulu or anything? Um, no, no, nope. I got an old dump phone. Sounds like he, he he said he likes books. That's good. So what were you calling about tonight, no, I, I, Major? I got an old flip phone, so I don't, yeah. I used to have a smartphone, but I don't, I don't play with the magic rectangle anymore. I gotcha. Hmm. So what were you calling about? Um, well, like I said, last week, I think it was, I called in and I beat up on the Milwaukee school board because of all the libertarian they were doing. Well, tonight I got a good one out of Wisconsin, and I'd rather share good news than bad. All right, let's hear it. The name is uh, Wales, Wisconsin, and they, the school board there, voted down to uh, not comply with all this woke craziness, you know, Black Lives Matters and all the rest of it. So 
there's 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 still good places. When you say they voted to not comply, what what is what does that mean? I mean, can you get a little well, more specific? It, you know, all all the big school districts are complying with this. You know, um, all the sexual agendas and just general crazy wokeness. Mm-hmm. And they're saying no, you know, no. I'm curious as to how I, they worded it, though. Punch it up, like I said. You can take your magic mm-hmm. rectangle and punch it up. I'm sure you can find it. It's Wales, Wisconsin. Maybe they're was, just uh, not going to teach like CTR or wait, CRT. Yeah, they're they're yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not jumping into the crazy pool. Headline: Wisconsin School Board votes in favor of Pride flag ban. ABC News reporting they are voting in favor of policy that prohibits teachers and staff from displaying gay pride flags and other items that district officials consider political in nature. Now, I don't know if I would say that gay pride is political in nature, but so that's they're what banning they're it, like nobody can wear it or so anything. So they're not allowed teachers. to fly an appeal to heaven flag hmm. or a Gadsden flag or presumably not uh, independence flag. L- let me give you a little bit more here. The Kettle Moraine School Board voted this week to keep a code of conduct in place that the superintendent recently interpreted as forbidding district employees, so not the students themselves, but the employees, from displaying political or religious messages, including pride flags and Black Lives Matter, and we back the badge signs. So I think it's messed up that the pride flag has now become political. I, I mean, like I think they're going to find themselves in some legal trouble over that because that's prohibition. But it's only for the speech. teachers. Oh, just for the teachers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if it was the students, I would think it was a bigger deal. It would clearly violate free speech if it was the students. But do teachers lack free speech in the government building? I think they do, yeah. I mean, you work for the state. you got to play by their rules. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they agreed to be there. The kids didn't. Superintendent Stephen Plum recently told the school board the district's interpretation prohibits staffers from using their positions to promote partisan politics, religious views, and propaganda for personal, monetary, or non-monetary gain changed following a legal analysis now look i'm fine with banning the gay pride flag as long as you ban the united states flag as well Hmm. let's be consistent here Uh i mean because gay pride i don't think you can say that's per se political although i understand why someone would could argue that by its face you know on its face it's just about being gay or you know expressing yourself as who you are but the u.s flag is absolutely a political message and there's no doubt about it. You are supporting politics in general. In the yeah, empire. And they, they actually make kids pray to that thing every morning. Yeah. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more. All for free at freetalklive.com.